And right there, Hidden Nation, welcome right back into the studio. It's Josh Carey here. It's your Hidden Entrepreneur. You're tuned right into 710 WOR, the voice of New York. And what are you waiting for? Anytime you want, just download that free iHeartRadio app. Guess what you can do? You can peruse the entire back catalog of this show and any show you are currently absorbing and engaging in. And not only shows, music, programs across all genres, go check out that free iHeartRadio app. Hidden Nation, today we have such a great show for you. I know what you like, I know what you're into, and this is the show for you. This is going to give you the big picture of entrepreneurship, of running and owning a business, of being in the C-suite across multiple verticals and getting in touch with your niche. We're joined by our special guest today, Keaton Thacker, who is the CEO of Restaurant.com. He has a rich history from early on in the uh, um, internet and tech world as a, CE, uh, as a CFO in multiple companies we're going to hear about in buying, selling, exiting, maintaining. Again, this is the show for you to really understand how your business can strive, thrive, and survive. Welcome, Keaton, to the program. Appreciate having you. Thank you for having me. So you are the CEO of Restaurant.com incredible domain in and of itself, which I know you uh, appreciate for all that's worth. I want to get to the point that you bought restaurant.com in 2020, specifically March 1st, 2020. In a nation, connect some dots here that we're applying. Uh, so I want to talk about that in a minute. But before we double back to that, Keaton, what exactly is Restaurant.com today? So great question. Uh, again, thank you for having me. Restaurant.com is a tech marketing company in one form. We also categorize ourselves as a rewards and incentive company as well, too. So what, what tech and marketing company defining that is we are, a, a, a as the domain says, we cater to independent restaurants where they need help in terms of digital marketing. So we we work with them, we figure out their pain points, and then we get them visibility using our domain, our uh, platform, restaurant.com. And the the consumer, the person who loves restaurants, what do we do on the on the site? So we work as we work with the restaurants, we want to drive traffic to their restaurants. So when we talk to the restaurants, like what's your pain point? And then they will we will set them up on our platform. We will, one of the incentive, we'll create incentive programs for the consumers from the restaurants. So one of the examples of the uh, incentive is, hey, we're going to send people, my time is slow time is between two and five. Okay, how do I drive traffic to that slow time? What can I give to the consumer that makes them go to the restaurant during that time? So the incentive sets up is like, hey, come and spend $50. We'll give you a $15 or $20 off on your meal. So we create those uh, programs for all the restaurants. We will put it on our uh, uh, platform and we will market to all the consumers that have registered with us. And we have over 6 million registered consumers on our platform that use it to dine experience different restaurants. You're a very savvy uh, tech 
and marketing entrepreneur yourself. Like I said, in the 90s, having spent um, many years in the C-suite of some of the top companies we all know, uh, and yet you were able to buy restaurants, restaurant.com, March 1st, 2020, less than two weeks before everything shut down in the in the food industry was certainly one of the hardest hit. What in the world happened two weeks after that purchase? Uh, great question. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to back up a little bit here. You know, I started the process of acquiring company not knowing anything about the restaurant industry, except that I love to go out to eat. So when I started the process, uh, did all the due diligence, and I come from the online world. So I understood the online, I understood marketing, I understood tech. So uh, did all the due diligence, I'm like, great. I mean, you can't get, it's the most organic name for the industry that we cater to. So when I got the opportunity, I said, done deal. So we started the process, March 1st, we signed the agreement. March 10th, all the governors of across the state are shutting down restaurants. The ink wasn't even dry on the documents yet. And we signed it. And I'm watching TV. My wife is sitting next to me. I'm like, this is, uh, I, I'm done. I'm like, I have to shut this thing down. But, you know, a great leader, entrepreneurs, nobody wants. I had 55 employees. When I signed it, I'm doing a toast with them, like looking forward to the future, da, da, da. 10 days later, I had to lay off half the company, send them home, uh, c coming back, you know. Our revenue overnight, like dropped 80%. We like couldn't do anything. Anyway, so I'm like, all right, I'm sitting here alone in the office, all right. It's a lonely, let me tell you one thing, sitting in a sweet suite, it sounds great, but it's a lonely world up there because everything buck stops with you. But I said, there's no way I'm shutting this down. So what I did, as the government started to put more information out there, they had the PPP program, news came out, the EI emergency, you know, uh, economic injury loan information came out. But well, we benefited because restaurant industry was affected the most in all of this, in the entire COVID. So we got the first round of PPP loan. Uh, and then, so I kept all the employees, uh, not all of them, the people that stayed, they took a little haircut, but I kept them on the payroll and kept business going. Uh, even though all the restaurants were shut down, we kept the business going. Because if you shut down the platform, you lose all value. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. If I take restaurant.com, any entrepreneur will know that. Or business person, the value is zero. It's gone completely. So we kept the platform going. We still had traffic. But uh, so we got first round of PPP, then we got second round of PPP, and then we got EID alone. And we kept the company going for three years. And here we are. Now we're thriving as the restaurant industry has opened back up. It still has its challenges with employees and staff and everything and supply chain, but the industry is starting to come back now and we're starting to grow now. So you must have thought, though, sitting there in 2020, 10 days later, I mean, how do you describe that feeling? What is it? Heart, heart, gut wrenching? What is oh, it? You must have, because right, you put up a good amount of money, stock yes. you were telling me, but still there's value there. Yes. You know, yes. I'm I'm literally looking out the window and I'm like, who, who do I even go to to talk to? Like, what do I do now? Right? It's unprecedented, right? It's, I'm sorry? It's unprecedented. Exactly. I never even thought that this could even be possible. The entire country shuts down. Like, it's never happened in the history of our country or anywhere, right? Like to 
the entire country shuts down, entire industry shuts down. So, but the the, the positive side to all this also, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump around a little bit. Please. Our, okay. Our other half of the business, so we have a business to consumers. So our certificates, we sell it to consumers. The other part of our business, we call it B2B, which is where the incentive and rewards company. And how that works is because we have a nationwide restaurants on our platform, businesses from small to large, whether it's a car dealer or apartment building or a Fortune 500 companies, they use our gift cards to incentivize their customers or incentivize their employees to do something. So for example, a car dealer will buy $1,000 worth of cards and says, come test drive a car and get a $50 restaurant.com card. Oh, that's, or, where they get, that's how that happens? They work with someone like you? Okay. Yep. Or they'll say, a company will say, sign up for auto payment and here's a $50 restaurant.com card. So they use that as an incentive to for employees to reward them for achieving something or to get desired behavior from their customers to do something. So that side of the business kept us alive uh, for those three years during COVID. So we were still generating some revenue uh, through that, but our business to consumer side, because consumers can't go to the restaurant, sit in, you know, in, a, in the restaurant. So we nearly lost almost all of that revenue for three years. So yeah. the B2B side kept us going and we had our PVV loan and the business survived. And here we are three years later, thriving. So you're talking about card cash, right? No, I'm talking about restaurant.com. No, but just... oh, all that's restaurant. Oh, those those gift cards are still through restaurant.com. That's correct. That's just restaurant.com. So you found a way during the years of COVID to still monetize. Yes, exactly. And that's what I would say, a great entrepreneur or yeah, yeah. a business guy, right? You don't just give up and say, I'm going to shut this thing down. You figure out a way. You continue to uh, evolve and you figure out a way to, you know, you put your heart and soul into your business. I just paid five and a half million dollars for this business. I can't. What, what do I tell employees? Everybody's got, you know, family, livelihood. You can't just say, OK, sorry. You know, so I said, we're going to find a way to keep this thing going. You know, and we did through uh, business, even though it was small. But we had, we were generating revenue. We had PPP loans. We had EIDL loans. So all of that put together, we kept the company afloat. You and, are a CPA and a CFO. I did my MBA at Kellogg. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so. you're, you spent uh, years as a CFO in some of the biggest uh, early on e-commerce companies. Right. Is this your I first... Would... Is this your first run as CEO? Yeah. This is the first run as a CEO. How has that so, shift been? Correct. It's, oh. it's a, I, you know, I was always a entrepreneur at heart, even though I'm a finance guy. But finance gave me a good foundation to really, in being in finance, you see all aspects of the business, right? You see how the revenue is generated. You see how the operating of the business and everything through numbers and everything. So I had a great foundation from early years working in the fortune 500 company so when, then it was it was a easy not easy but it the transition to a startup and being a C, cfo i understood what needed to um, to be a cfo and then having understanding the cfo side of it the transition to ceo also understood what needed to be done uh, and i can guide 
the operations side of the business as well as the finance side of the business and understanding the e-commerce world. I understood you know, how the tech and marketing in the online world worked. I've been in it for 22 years now in the online world. So I understand the 360 of a online business. Yeah. So you've seen um, from the 90s, you've, you've been head to head with companies like Amazon and eBay, where you right. were on the other side of, of, the, of the coin. Um, right. What are some of the lessons that you took away from th that very specific era that you witnessed firsthand? Uh, it's, a, it's a tough market. There's competition all the time, everywhere, no matter online or manufacturing or everything, you have to keep going for one thing, right? Challenges are always going to be there. Like when I joined Ubit in 2000, yeah, the e-commerce online world was doing great. But what happened in March of 2000, the entire dot-com after the Y2K was over, the whole dot-com world crashed, right? We went into a big recession, but that's when the, the real companies, the, the true survivors come out of that, right? There's always weed out phase that happens in every uh, time you see this type of, uh, even in the social media world that, you know, when the Facebook and all that started to come out, there's how many social media platforms initially came out, right? But then you got the the big ones that, the smart ones or the, you know, that can man navigate everything survives, right? So I learned to navigate the ups and downs of uh, the business in general, not just online world, but just navigating through the tough times. And you are going to get that no matter what business you're in. There's going to be peaks and valleys. You got to learn to manage through that. How is that? Are we talking an emotional navigation or just an intellectual? What are we talking about? Both. both. So being at the sea level, it, you buck stops with you. So there's there's the business side of it in terms of numbers or operation that goes up and down. But because as an entrepreneur, when when it is emotional, when they, when you accomplish something or something goes your way, you're on top of the world and you think like, oh, I can do this all day, every day. When things don't pan out or some of the decisions you made that doesn't go away, you're like, why am I doing this? What? I'm done. I'm just going to go work for another company and just get a nine to five and not have the stress, you know? So there's that emotional up and down you go through constantly. Many people will not talk about it, but deep down, every person, every entrepreneur, literally on a week to week or day to day will have emotional up and down when things don't go or they do go. You know, you're up when things goes your way or something works out for you or decision you made works out. Yeah, I'm not, I can do this. When decisions don't work, I don't want to do this anymore. So, so what is always, the... What is a lesson that you've learned that you take with you? You got to keep plugging away. You got to keep grinding every day, day in and day out. And I always like to use baseball analogy. Okay. It's not the home runs that always wins the game. It's the singles and doubles in manufacturing runs. Those singles and doubles will eventually get you there win. Right. So I say, don't worry about hitting a big home run. Just, Keep plugging away. Little win here, little win there, little win there is going to get you where you want to ultimate goal, whatever that is. So you got to keep hitting those singles and doubles on a regular basis. That's I always use that analogy to myself. So I made this decision, worked out great. What's the next decision? It's a small one, 
but those little ad they add up to the big thing at the end of the day when when did you find yourself in a most fearful situation that you really had to take a step back and contemplate mm, where am i going how am i navigating this right after i bought restaurant.com with covid right that was the biggest like i said i had never seen i would i would have never you couldn't just in my life that this yeah. that the entire country is going to shut down and we're going to be staying at home that we can't even go out like that's just I don't think anybody could have imagined that. So that's when I really had to step back and say, okay, what am I, how do I navigate this? How do I keep things going? How do I, this is where my chance to either shine or I'm going to fizzle here, or I'm going to, this is my moment of, call it the, the learning or just, this is, this is it. Right? The main, yeah. Yeah. The main thing, right? This is what I've learned. This is everything I've learned. Yes, I can apply, but I still have to navigate this. Like, and nobody's around to, nobody knew what to do, right? It was like nobody, like everybody had their own things going on. So I said, we're just going to keep plugging away here. Little things, whatever, every day. It wasn't like, okay, I got to do this 10 months from now. Every day, what do I got to deal with? What do I got to execute every day? And I just executed on it. And here we are. So there's, it's almost like the hero's journey where, 15 minutes into the movie, they get the call, right? We see how their life in the first opening 15 minutes, you see how their life is their version of normal. And then yep. usually 15 minutes in, the inciting incident arrives that has them either step up or step out. And yep. we're, we're rooting for them to see and they reluctantly go towards the yep. call. It seems like that was your uh, shining yes. moment as well. Yes. And... But, uh, Scary, actually, more than reluctant. It was a little scary, uh, but yep. I just, just said to myself, we're going to get this done. That's it. But now- It wasn't you... an option. Well, that's great. So does that mean that um, very little private moments were, I'm, I'm going to lose it all. This, yeah. th there's no other choice here. I don't see any other option. It, yes. And then trying to contemplate with that feeling. I mean, how do you, how do you process that? Absolutely. That was, I'm going to lose everything. When I was, so I clearly remember the news was on a Sunday night when they, all the governors were announced shutting down. I'm watching the news. My wife is sitting next to me and I'm cursing at the TV. Like, you can't do that. Like, and my wife is like, why are you cursing? I'm like, honey, <laughs> do you know what company I just bought? I know. What? It's, I go, it's called restaurant.com. The ink isn't dry and they're shutting down restaurants. And I thought I'm going to lose everything. Like that was, that was like, and then step back, calm down. I said, okay, let's just think through that. And then, but nobody, I had to wait till more information sure. comes out, news comes out, what everything was going to happen. So as the news came out, as information came out, I had to just, that's why I said every day was a different Thing, whatever, based on the information coming out, I had to navigate through rather than say, I did have a moment. And even during those three years, plenty of times I thought I was going to lose everything. But as the news comes out, I said, okay, we're going to keep going here. We're not, failure wasn't an option. We're going to we're just, whatever it is, we're going to grind it out. We're going to just grind it out. And we I did. Let's talk about competition for a minute because you sure. better than anybody uh, in your early tech days, head to head with eBay, head to head mm -hmm. with Amazon, 
what do we do as entrepreneurs today when, I mean, competition is everywhere. Some say, oh, it's great when you have competition. Uh, competition is good for everybody. Where do you sit on that since you've yeah, been so I'll close to it? Absolutely. Competition is healthy. You need healthy competition. And it gives not only for businesses because it keeps them in line or it keeps them innovating things, right? Every business has to find their niche or their separation or their distinction from the competition. So on that side, it's great to competition is healthy uh, all around in any industry. And it also good for the consumers, right? It gives options to consumers whatever that is, whether I'm in, you know, I'm in the online world. Uh, when I was at UBIT, we had overstock goods that we were managing. eBay was doing the consumer to consumer side, different, but still it gives them options to compare, to go to different places to shop or to look or to compare. So competition is good. So good for the consumers because they have options and it also keeps the pricing in check also, right? Mm. You got one company just doing everything, then it becomes little, not muddy, but it, you know, they start to dictate or they can control a lot of stuff. So competition is good. 100% believer of that. Hidden Nation, you're tuned into my discussion with Keaton Thacker, the CEO of Restaurant.com and more, uh, helping us navigate the entire world of entrepreneurship from the inside out. Keaton, I want to get your take on... The idea of investment from your side, outside looking in, from the listener who is an entrepreneur running running their their uh, business, what do you look for when you're investing or buying a company? What needs to be in place? What kind of short checklist can we look through? So, so great question, but there's two questions here. One is on the acquiring a company and everything. The other is when you said investment side, so I can talk about for entrepreneurs raising capital for yeah. the business. Also, I can talk about that. So first I'll talk about the when buying the company here. So we look at, uh, obviously, if there's synergies and there's two types of synergies we always look for, right? One is on the business side. The way I buy companies, three criteria. Three criteria. One is, do they have, being in the tech world, I look at it, do they have technology that's accretive to what I have that I can add to or that it's an accretive to what I have? Two, is there an expansion of product offering to what I have? So I'm offering this product. Can I take this company that I'm buying? Do they have product that I can add to what I have? So it's an expansion of the product offering. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah right? The third is uh, the consumers, right? I have, being in a tech and a business to consumer world, we say, I have X number of consumers that I market this product to. Can I take their product offering and... Uh, offering to my consumers, can I take my product and cross-pollinate with their consumers? So we look at that synergies or three criteria that I look for. And then if there's there, I'll buy the company. So that's why uh, I'll jump to a company that I'm in the process of acquiring called Card Cash, which is in a gift card market. Perfect. They have a business to consumer model. We have a restaurant.com has a business to consumer model. Great synergies right there. They have a business to business. What I explained about incentives and rewards model, they have incentives and rewards model, carbon copy. So right there's two synergies right there. And then we're both an online platform. So we have technology that's a creative to what I have and what they have. 
we can merge the two. We do online marketing to consumers, so we can merge that uh, part of the business. So there's mark operate what we call operating synergies in terms of marketing, in terms of technology, in terms of product. We have all that synergy. So we look at those criteria, made sense. So me and the CEO of the Card Cash came together and say, this is a perfect fit. Let's put it together. And we're in the process right now. So that's how I, the criteria I use to acquire companies. An investment. For, so go ahead. No, yeah, yeah, for investments now. Investment side, right? So there's, there's multiple uh, In the early days, as the, the VCs, as they'll say, you got to raise, if you're just starting out the seed money, you got to get it from friends and family. Mm -hmm. Then as you grow your business and get a little more mature, then the uh, venture capital guys or the private equity guys, or they will come in once they see the business. And that, so what I did, I did that little bit, raised privately. And then in order to acquire bigger companies, I did a reverse, what we call a reverse merger into a public company. I took my operating company and there was a public company and I merged that into a public company. And that's how I uh, became a public uh, trading company. So the reason for doing that twofold, uh, it makes uh, to raise the money, it makes it the investors feel a little more comfortable because they know there's going to be an exit for them. Once they invest, because of being in the public, in time, they'll be able to sell this open market. So they don't mind putting, investing money in the company. Fair. That's one. The second piece is I can use stock of a public company to acquire companies as well, too. So I did. that's how I acquired restaurant.com. And this is how I am acquiring cardcash.com with a majority of stock uh, there's some cash component but majority is a stock component to the acquisition so wow. it helps in two ways to do a public but there is other things that come along the way being in a public market there's a lot of regulatory things you have to deal with there's audits you have to deal with you have to be comfortable with that so <clears throat> handling that being coming from a public company being a cfo i understand all of that so it made to do everything easier for me to navigate through and manage that part easier. What an asset you are to the industry, to the entrepreneurial community. The stuff you know Thank is you. just uh, invigorating, inspiring, yeah. so beneficial. Thank you, Keaton, for sharing mm -hmm. all this. Um, certainly restaurant.com is open and available, uh, especially in today's day and age who Absolutely. leave us with this, who is the ideal, right? You're serving, you're serving two audiences here through Correct. the company, right? Correct. So who do you want to speak to, uh, as we wrap up? Consumers, right? We all like to go out to eat, right? We, we got to eat at least three times a day. So I'm speaking to everybody when it comes to restaurants, right? And I'll, I'll say I'll say one more thing during COVID, I'm going to add. Even though we were shut down, at, I knew in my head what was it? Not a shining moon, but kept on saying, we are social animals. We are not going to be stuck inside all our lives. At some point, 
we like to go out to eat. We want to sit at a table, serve, you know, have being served, and then I want to pay my bill and go home. We're going to get back to that because we have to socialize. We, we're not going to be isolated. It kept me going. So it worked. So I'm speaking to all the consumers. Go out, enjoy, socialize, because that's who we are as a human beings. Absolutely love this, Keaton. I said this off the air before we went on. Uh, I cannot wait to continue conversations with you. Certainly, if you're up for it, we'll have you back on the show anytime it makes sense. And uh, I can't wait to watch and uh, see all this thrive. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Well, there you go, Hidden Nation. Restaurant.com. Can you beat it? Go check it out. You'll be glad you did, certainly. I want to thank you so much for tuning in today, investing your time. As always, go out, do what you know you are capable of doing, and more importantly, that you know you should be doing. I spent a lifetime ignoring that call, but that's in the past, four plus decades, being hidden. No more Hidden Nation. We're here to speak up and speak out. Let's have a great day. We're going to see you again soon. Thanks again for tuning in. Take care. Be well.